0: shockers Shockcast. we're doing a special episode here of our podcast uh we're doing a god of war spoiler cast and joining me for this recording we have michael ruiz boy <laughs> i knew that was jesus coming jesus christ <laughs> uh, tanner pierce hi <laughs> and tomas franzisi
1: hi <laughs>
0: oh no so we only no, got no, no, we only, punch we, on. only so we only funny. got one we only got one boy out of that so <laughs> uh, so yeah we're doing a spoiler cast for god of war because pretty much the majority of the Dualshocker staff have been playing this game uh, now that it's been a couple weeks out and we've all had a chance to kind of uh, finish it and digest it um, so now we kind of want to go into and share uh, you know some of the big story moments from the game what we think of it and all that um, obviously, this goes without saying that this is going to be very, very spoiler heavy. So if you've not played this game, do not listen to this podcast until you, after you've finished. Uh, with that said, who's beeping? Tanner, is that you? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from, <laughs> with that said, we're going to jump right into it. Um, so let's just kind of go first through our like initial sort of thoughts and reactions to God of War and how um, how it's different from the, the previous games in the series. So, uh, Michael, do you want to start us
2: off? yeah sure i mean i i have almost zero experience with any of the god of wars from before like i played some of ascension before and it was not that great i played like chains of olympus too and i, I mean that one was fine mm-hmm. but I, I don't really have this like strong tie to the series whatsoever uh more or less i was more interested in like the change of scenery of like i like you know he's going into, like, Greek mythology, or into Norse mythology instead of Greek mythology and stuff like that. It just, it looks like a nice game. It looked really pretty and stuff like that. And from that, I was like, oh, this looks, this looks cool. Like, I, I want to try this out. But, yeah, my, like, initially, like, do you want to know, like, my initial thoughts, like, when I was playing it or when, like, just in general, when I saw it, like, revealed? Uh, just in I general, I guess, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, you know, I, I thought it just looked pretty cool and I was interested in it. And I guess when playing it, I was kind of just... Initially was not into it, and then later on, I, it clicked at one point, and we'll talk about that later probably. But it clicked at a certain point, and uh, my view of it changed like complete one eighty. And I think it's like one of the best games to have come out on the PS4 now. So awesome, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tanner, what do you think?
3: Uh, I so I was one of those people that was uh completely blown away. <clears throat> Sorry, completely blown away when it was revealed at E3. Uh, just being by how different it looked, mm-hmm. uh, and I knew just by that that it was going to be something special. Uh, and then, of course, when I started playing it, I all my all my thoughts were completely just reaffirmed. I mean, it, it's just it, it's just a masterpiece on every level. Uh, I really have no complaints about it. I mean it even got me to like rpg mechanics which is something that's hard for me to like so mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh oh i mean it, it it's just i i think the thing that it does so well is it's just so different than everything that came before it
0: yeah absolutely yeah and uh tomas what do you think
1: well uh i have not really played the uh previous entries in the god of war series like a few years ago, it's such a kind of a funny story. Uh, there was some sale at uh, GameStop, and I bought the God of War collection and uh, all three of the Uncharted games for PS3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tanner, are you typing? No. no. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So you know, So I bought like the un- three Uncharted games and uh, the God of War collection on PS3, and I brought it up to the guy, and he's like, "Oh, you know the Nathan Drake collection and uh, God of War on a." Uh, three on PS4 are coming and like he kept on trying to sell me the new games because I was buying them for like twenty bucks on the PS3. And he's like, no, <laughs> spend 120. And I was like, yeah, no. Uh but yeah, so but I really after that only played like most of the first game. And it's like they're uh the series is like it it was a little it was slightly before when i really got into gaming was when it was huge Mm -hmm. so i and i was an xbox gamer growing up so i never really had the chance to fully like jump into the series but i was always curious that how it would make that jump from a ps3 to ps4 because especially because the god of war 3 like I, i am familiar with the story i knew it ended on like kind of a cliffhanger uh and when I heard that uh, just on Twitter that, like, oh, yeah, the new one's coming and it's, like, Norse mythology, may- probably, I got pretty excited because, like, I- I'm a fan of uh, Norse mythology. And then it got revealed and it looked uh, super good. And uh, they were pretty secretive about it up until launch. And then I uh, picked it up a couple days after. And uh, I was I was super impressed. I have a couple minor complaints, but it's um, probably um- it's the best game I've played this year
2: yeah i'm with you on the minor complaints but yeah like any any complaint that i would have is just sounds so like ridiculous i guess but but yeah like there's little things here and there but otherwise it's like pretty perfect well, i'm not
3: perfect I will, but it's great i will say like one of the just to go back to like the whole like when it was revealed thing I, like one of the best experiences i've ever had is going to the uh the theater e3 experience thing and uh where They show E3 in a the theater, mm-hmm. and watching the crowd flip out over it, Kratos was just that was one of the best like experiences I've ever had. Like that was that was so cool to see that there was this love for this series. That you know, if you look back on the first three, it's like oh, they're okay, they're okay. But like when you see this revealed, it's like oh my god! A lot of they're people like, would disagree
1: yeah. with you there. Really, I, uh, I, I,
3: I, <laughs> I think oh, they are they are popular, but it's just like. I, I do see all the time of of I guess now it's like oh well this is so much better that these are like just inferior I guess I
1: see that yeah, it a lot. Was, I, it, kind it, of upset. It, it before Batman: Arkham Asylum. It's kind of the game that influenced like the kind of action beat 'em up genre with yeah. uh, its gameplay. Like there, there's a ton of clones. Like I mean, some of them are good, like Dante's Inferno, and then like a lot of games like Golden Axe like tried to rip it off and they were kind of uh, bad. So, I mean, it, it did have a huge influence, which is also why I think they did need to radically change it up when they mm. went to next gen, which they yeah. did because it was so, uh, like, because it's been so done what the previous games did. Yeah, that they needed that change actually- of pace.
0: And I think with, with what Tanner was saying about when they revealed this game so obviously this game got revealed at E3 2016 at Sony's conference and I like personally I think this is like maybe it's maybe one of my favorite reveals ever like at a, like and not just at a Sony conference but like just in general because like they just the way that they because that was when they had the orchestra playing and they were doing the God of War <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it was just so epic and it just fit. and it was just funny because like when they you know they showed the trailer like the first thing you see is like Atreus and sort of the setting and stuff like that so you don't know it's God of War right away even though I'm sure most people probably figured it was God of war but just then like that whole build up and you see kratos come out and he has a beard he's older like it just but there's still that sort of connection to the previous games in the series it was just like such a cool way to reveal that game and like uh so i guess going into sort of my reactions and thoughts of the game so i've it's interesting that you guys mostly have not played a lot of the previous games because i've played all of them uh including Betrayal, which is the flip phone game that came out in the mid two thousands. So I played <laughs> oh. that too. So oh. I played I played all the all the games and I've always appreciated God of War. Like I think it's it's fun and entertaining and like just the, the way that they have done action and spectacle over the last like two generations of games has been has been awesome. But you know, I, like a lot of people have complained about is that the story and the character development in everything games has been pretty non-existent like there's really kratos is a very one-note character um and i think that when they revealed god of war like it was really everything i could have hoped for them to take with the series um, so, just a couple things I know that like I want to sort of touch on as we do this podcast is how um, like basically this game sort of serves as like a, a soft reboot of God of War compared to what we saw from the previous games. Um, and the big the big changes are the the change from Greek to Norse mythology in the in the setting. Um, there's the father-son dynamic between Kratos and Atreus which kind of puts Kratos into a new role that we haven't seen him in before uh the combat and the gameplay is completely different and there is more of an emphasis in this game on storytelling and character development um so let's just kind of go down those things really quick so uh first thing the uh the change in setting from the greek mythology to norse uh setting what did you guys uh think about that what were your reactions to it
3: Upset that Chris Hemsworth didn't show up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's actually that's something interesting. I think that um that like I, that I was kind of wondering in this game is how much of people's perception of Norse mythology would be uh, impacted by things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and sort of these other tellings of Norse mythology. Because it's like on one hand there are some things that are fairly similar, like character names and stuff, but just their depictions of them in this game are completely different.
1: Oh yeah, especially because most people like uh, if you're not like kind of into this stuff like. I am. It's more like you really only know it from Marvel recently, right? The, yeah, like the Thor movies, and so I think like a lot of people, you know, you have these like uh, conceptions of like Thor being this really cool good guy and Loki being kind of his like mischievous brother, and so. Uh, and Odin being like kind of like a weird but loving father. So when this game kind of turns up and is like, yeah, no, they all suck.
0: Yeah, uh, and this this is something we'll get into yeah. later on as we discuss story stuff. But like Thor's kind of seems like a dick in this game. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean,
1: you don't you don't see him. You only see Balder, which surprised right, yeah. me. But I expected that because I mean, even in the the first God of War, I don't believe you don't uh fight like you really just fight Ares and a couple other right yeah. uh, gods. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I do wish there were maybe like one or two more smaller ones, but like I also really liked Boulder's arc and how it ended up playing into the, the whole uh, parenting theme in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, it was funny because when Boulder originally shows up, I, I thought it was Loki. I uh, like my because of my yeah. preconception of, oh, a skinny kid, you know, or a skinny guy, you know, really lanky. Uh, powerful, and I'm just like, oh, is that I get, is that supposed to be Loki? And is that going to be like the twist at the later on? And then it's like, oh no, it's it's Boulder, and I'm like, who's that? And I had to go on the computer and I I, lo- <laughs> I looked up, I'm like, and, and I looked up who Boulder was and learned all this stuff about Norse mythology that, you know, I thought, you know, my my only, uh, I guess you could say. I've I've only been influenced by the MCU for the Norse mythology stuff, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and it was it, you know which is obviously that's uh, <laughs> obviously terrible. Um, but, uh, uh,
1: yeah, it's not know, accurate. I, I, but, oh, it's not
3: accurate at all. Um, yeah,
1: it's uh, Boulder is uh in the comics. He's not in the movies though so in the Marvel universe. Oh uh, But really? yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, so I understand, like, but like I yeah. said, like, most people are familiar with this from the Thor movies, so, right, yeah. like, of course, yeah. it, when it deviates, it uh, changes things yeah. up.
3: Yeah, no, it, it, so, yeah, and it was a nice, uh, it was a nice dichotomy to see all of them being uh, assholes instead of, you know, just one clear, like, good and, good and bad, like, black and white type thing, it was all kind of like, oh, yeah, no, they're all, you know.
1: Assholes. <laughs> that, that kind of fits into the theme of the whole series, though, because I mean, like, like I said, I've played, but I am familiar with like the stories throughout them. Uh, yeah. Like, none of the gods have really been that good. Like, even the technical good guys or whatever, like Kratos yeah. and Athena, are still like pretty crappy like people. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, like, that, Athena's the best, but even yeah, she's but, just like. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's actually rooted in a lot of like. If you go back and you look at a lot of these like kind of mythologies it's really a bunch of kind of tragic stories or like people getting screwed over and stuff constantly is what they're about. And so if you look at that and you, were, you think that if these gods were actually like living people, they'd be pretty miserable because of yeah. all the like crap they had to go through yeah it's, uh, it's probably so. why it's
0: like why the norse mythology like seemed like such a good transition from greek oh, mythology exactly. because there's Definitely. just a lot of sort of similar like you said that sort of like tragic storylines and things like that
1: yeah and then the last game i earned like the first trilogy like how they kind of adapted that to like oh they all suck kill them all yeah this one they were kind of showing the the more emotional side of it where it's like Kratos is like a, a shitty god, and he knows like he's a really bad person, and he doesn't want his son to be, even though his son uh, is a technically a god. So yeah. uh, it's kind of him struggling with that that he doesn't want to. He wants his son to be better than him, but every god he's ever known has been a dick or betrayed him.
3: Yeah, so,
0: and um, yeah, Michael, I know you're you're kind of working on a piece about Norse mythology and this game and all that. So did you have anything else you wanted to add about just sort of what you thought of the how it was depicted in this game?
2: I just feel like that. Uh, like I wouldn't say that any of them. So I mean, I, I like you guys were saying like a, a lot of like God of War has to do with like them just like gods just being dicks and then Kratos just not trusting them. And I don't know. I I think I haven't done a, too much digging, but for a lot of it, it doesn't seem like anyone's necessarily a bad guy or a good guy. Like even Loki, who's usually depicted as like a a bad guy, has done good things for them. Right. And yeah. it's somebody that it's more of like somebody that they put up with rather than somebody that you know, that they hate or despise or something like that. So it ju- it's just becomes a thing of like, I don't know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like, again, I'm, I'm like not too deep into it all so far, but I think this one takes more of like a negative turn than anything of like, oh, all these guys are just a bunch of assholes. Like, you know, <laughs> screw these guys. Like, just kill them all kind of thing. That's how I took it, at least. Yeah. And I feel like in like Norse Pathology, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you have... You've you know this stuff a little bit more than I would because my I am also one who really just knows it from comic books, but like like it doesn't seem like any of them are necessarily bad or good. It's yeah, like, well, it, it's I, just you know.
1: Most most gods or like god figures are kind of like that. Where like you look up to them because they're these beings of uh not not to go like all theology on you but uh sure like they're, you're looking up to these beings of like massive power and they they can do these great things. So a lot of great stories. But there's also just as many negative stories because people also use re- religion for like cautionary tales and stuff like that. Yeah. So you get these stories that come up of like gods messing up or doing terrible things, and it's like oh that's why like something that like there's winters every year or something like that just like depending on the mythology like and there's like a tragic story behind that so yeah. they that those were originally crafted to kind of so people can make sense of those things but then now in a modern age where we have science and all that stuff and we can look back on it there's actually a lot of ripe emotional story potential there which i think the game takes and runs with it yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely.
2: I think like people like like thor or boulder are usually considered like good guys yes in there and like boulder is i think is like probably one of the the best guys i think in in norse mythology (laughs) I if i you know if i'm right but like he is and he's a story he's actually like my favorite character in, in the game like i i loved his arc i thought it was great and i thought it was like very well acted and i and i liked his reasoning for everything um but yeah he's like a kind of like a different character than from what I've read in, like, Norse Mythology. I think the people at Sony Santa Monica, like, took their took their iteration and, like, did something different with, like, Norse Mythology and stuff. I think it was really good.
0: Yeah, and um, I, I, I yeah. think one of my favorite things with the change to the Norse Mythology is just, like, it, it, it kind of added a sense of um, uh, danger and unpredictability that I don't think we got from the previous games because, like, we've had, you know, six, seven games of Greek Mythology, so, like, and Kratos has pretty much just trounced all the different... You know, god, enemies and gods that have been thrown against him and stuff like that, but because in this game he's in sort of unfamiliar territory that he doesn't know what's around, I think that it added a little bit more suspense for me, kind of playing through yeah. this game oh, Like, definitely you know, like, like, you know, definitely with um, the troll fight in the very beginning, or like the, the stranger fight, like it was just these things that you didn't really know where they were going to go because he's kind of dealing with these unfamiliar forces to him compared to fighting, you know, the, the Greek enemies and gods that we've, we've faced before Definitely,
1: that's probably something the series hasn't seen since the first entry. Because, I mean, once once you start to enter uh, Greek mythology, which I would say people are more familiar with than I I was uh, just about to say, yeah, I was gonna Uh, say this is way
2: more familiar territory than than Norse mythology for sure, yeah, yeah.
1: So, I feel like once they were kind of you could kind of see where we're going, where it's like, okay, he killed Ares, he's the god of war. Well, what's the next step? Like, okay, the titans and Zeus, like, he's going to go and just work his way up, and because the stories. And those games were pretty straightforward and not the most, like, emotional, you know what I mean? It was kind of a simple path where it's just like, okay, how many, uh, like, Greek figures can we get them to kill instead of, like, this game, which kind (laughs) of plays it slower but kind of immerses you in the world more. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, So I think the next thing I kind of want to move on to is the father-son dynamic between between Kratos and Atreus, which is, I I would say, arguably kind of the centerpiece of this game. And, you know, Uh just sort of from a storytelling standpoint, from a character standpoint, um, because obviously in this game, we're seeing Kratos, uh, a much older Kratos compared to when we saw him at the end of God of War 3. He's kind of trying to lay low, you know, build a new life for himself. Uh, and then obviously, uh, Atreus is the sort of, the uh, the, the main sort of sidekick for him as, as his son. And it's, you know, it's interesting in this game to see him trying to, um, you know, fit this fatherly role, which he's, he's really not familiar. I mean, he, he to the extent he is because of his, uh, his daughter from the previous game and his wife. Um, but that's also, this is also coming way after all of the, you know, things he's been through in the previous games. Uh, so what do you guys think about, uh, just how they incorporated, uh, Kratos and Atreus into this game?
1: yeah well uh I think there were there's there was a lot of rape potential there because there's kind of that past where he he knows he murdered his like wife and daughter and it's one of the like the biggest things that haunts him to this day and is why he hates gods and so he kind of he looks at his son and I think part of him's just like I don't want to do that again and so that's why I think he was super distant from his son in in this childhood from what at least is kind of implied is because he's like if I'm around too much maybe I'll snap again and uh kill him but then because the mom dies she kind of and makes him chop down the trees to break the barrier she kind of forces them to bond and go on this journey right yeah. yeah
0: and I think because there's, there's um, just to touch on on that point you mentioned that like there's a lot of points where Kratos kind of says to Atreus like you know when um, when Atreus says like oh I'm sorry when he mixes up or he, he screws something up Kratos says no don't be sorry be better And I think that's that's the type of thing that he's not only saying to Atreus but also to himself to sort of yeah, um, you know sort of reflecting on his past and the mistakes he's done and how he's trying to teach Atreus to be a better you know be a better person but also be better than what Kratos kind of became
1: Yeah, I I was surprised, too, at, like, how much the, just the themes of, like, parenting and that kind of stuff came into play. Because, I mean, I expected it from what I had seen, but, I mean, I didn't even know until I picked it up. And it just kept on dropping these, like, parenting truth bombs with all these characters where you're just kind of, like, sitting there and, like, holy crap after several moments in the story. And then you get to see some, like, real emotion from Kratos when Atreus gets sick. And Stuff like that, like I, I still remember. I know this is kind of uh, getting off topic, but like when, when he gets sick at that one point in the story, he looks up at um, what was it, Frigga? Was that Freya? Was Freya. Yeah. Freya, 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 Freya. Um, yeah, he looks up at Freya at one point, and you can actually see the sadness on Kratos's face. And it's like, I was just that kind of like made me take it back because he's someone who's uh, like always oh, just been stern and he's kind of emotionalist and stoic in his face but then so to see him and he's like you can tell he genu- genuinely cares for his son but he's he sometimes has trouble showing it due to his troubled past and I mean like it's and also I think the the reason the father son dynamic works is just because like even like myself like I have a much more functional <laughs> relationship with my father like we're very loving family and everything but I still there's something as like a son or as a father I think you can look at this game and kind of find bits or pieces that you can relate to where you're kind of like oh yeah I felt that as a kid before or, like a parent could be like oh yeah I like kind of felt bad or like wanted to do this with my children before so I think the game just the story becomes super relatable at that point even if with how fantastical it is it can kind of hit you with like that relation through the father son dynamic
2: yeah absolutely uh, Michael or Tanner do you guys want to uh, add anything yeah I mean like I thought for again like this is a, a game that like kind of hit me more like later on at, like, later parts of the game. So, like, in the beginning parts of, like, where it's them really, like, I guess bonding in in their own special way, I suppose. Like, I thought it was, like, super hokey. Like, the whole floaty hand thing that Kratos does. Like, he wants to pat him on the back or whatever, or, like, you know, make him feel comfortable or something, and then he doesn't, but because he wants to just be big, strong man or whatever. And, like, I thought that kind of stuff was kind of hokey in the beginning. But I think later on, when... Like when uh, Atreus gets like the real big ego when he finds out he's a god, I one, I hated him at that point. I, <laughs> I could not stand Atreus. Like, he, I wanted to, I don't know, I got, I, I, like I, I was like, oh my god, if this was my child, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that at that point, like that was when I was like, when Kratos was like, oh, you know, like. You can't be like like don't be like this kind of person you can't like you know whatever all that stuff like i i felt like more connected to like those parts of the stories uh and i don't know why like i just felt like that those were more like realer conversations than like you know him just being like oh you know do better and all that stuff like <laughs> those, <laughs> yeah,
1: those, Boy. those are conversations was, that like was, an actual father and son could have in like the real world in a way yeah. like it, under different circumstances it
2: but, was more like the kid was having an ego because he found out he can he's a god he can survive he, he forever was being or our, whatever he was being a an rowdy
1: teenager and exactly and real
2: man. yeah, yeah. Was just being like yo you gotta <laughs> chill out a little bit you're gonna you're getting like over your head and stuff like that and that, those were the conversations that I personally liked, even though I, I could not, I seriously could not stand Atreus. Like, during those <laughs> I, I could not stand him. I, I like, really like,
0: Atreus was a character I thought that at first I was not really going to um, enjoy just because like, I, I mean, by his nature, like it seemed like, oh, he's going to be an annoying little kid and just be, you know, obnoxious throughout the game. But I actually really loved in this game how they, they gave him different, different emotions and things like that. Like you guys kind of touched on as like at throughout this game. I think, especially one of my favorite moments in this game. Uh, there's the t- there's the part where. Uh, you at yeah. Treas is trying to get the chain down or whatever, and you use those like uh, button commands to command him to go and like get the chain. But there's the yeah. the one where he's like not listening to you, so it takes a couple times for you to like you know he'll go over to the chain, then he'll like be like, oh all right, I'll do this, I guess. And like I think that the ways that they sort of uh, fleshed out his character through the gameplay and through those moments, I thought was really really effective. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was like that was one of my favorites in particular. But then there were also the moments like when you defeat the troll and um he's slashing at the troll like over and over again in a rage you know but then kratos is you know kind of pushing him back a little bit and be like hey hey you gotta you gotta chill a little bit
1: because he sees himself there and yeah. he's like oh no when i went down that path i doesn't stop so like i said even though his son's a god he doesn't want him to be because he knows like the hardship and especially being his son he knows it can lead him down a violent path so that's why he kind of shut him off and it's like okay we're not going on the journey because yeah. he he didn't want his that to happen to his son, but then because they cut down the trees, the forest shield broke and they had to go. So, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, sorry, go ahead, Michael.
2: Uh, I was gonna say that also kind of shows like when he does get that ego, and I think it's is it Modi that he. I uh,
0: yeah, he? I think so. One of the one of the twins. The, like the he guy, yeah, he yeah. yeah
2: he kills one of them, and then they I don't know I can't remember the exact turn of events, but like they end up in hell again, and they're like on right, the wrong yeah. side of hell and like kratos just like oh this is all your fault and then that's where the, that's the turning point of of atreus being like oh yeah i was being a real big jerk trying so. <laughs> <Asshole. Yeah. laughs> like, trying try not to swear too much Well, <laughs> yeah like you know like he was just being a real big jerk and that's what like is like oh yeah i shouldn't be this you know egotistical uh, piece of garbage i should just you know you know, take take things into stride, I guess, and and be a be, be a better person than the people that they are fighting.
3: A, Colin, what an egotistical piece of garbage? <laughs> <laughs> no, but i I will say like the so the whole father son dynamic, that was one of the things where i it was probably the most predictable part of the game, mostly because I knew I'm like, oh, well, I know from the tra- trailers and from the plot that they are obviously estranged at the beginning of the game they don't have a relationship i'm like and i bet you ten dollars by the end of the game everything's fine and there was one the one point where i was thrown off by that was uh was when he starts becoming like a cocky asshole and uh i had after it went on for a while i honestly thought i'm like am i gonna have to end with fighting atreus like (laughs) is that how that's gonna end i'm like no they wouldn't do that I'm like, would they? And it, it had me questioning it, but it did I mean, the they, I they still would. could. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they still could, but you know, especially with the the reveal at the end. But uh, it, that ended just as I predicted it would. But it was still done really, really well. Like even though I predicted how it was going to end, it, you know, they still did it as perfectly as they could. Honestly, so you, I, you I really you predicted
2: that he was going to be Loki.
3: No, not that he was going to be Loki. No, the the father son. Yeah. It's called, <laughs> it, it's called a spoiler cast. Come <laughs> on. Um, no, but no, not that he was going to be Loki, but um, but the, the just the whole father son dynamic in general about how yeah. it was about how it started as you know they have a bad okay. relationship and I, I I kind of figured that it would be fixed by the end of the game in some way shape or form. Uh, but you. no the, the, the Loki twist, oh my god, I saw that coming out of nowhere. Like <laughs> I, I when he I mean, we'll talk about that later on I'm sure, but that that just took me by a complete surprise.
0: Yeah, and I think actually uh, one thing that's interesting with uh, what Tanner said about Atreus fighting uh, fighting uh, Kratos is one of the storylines that I kind of hoped that God of War would maybe eventually down the line go into is that like, you know, basically having Kratos become like the ultimate God of War and then an- an- like playing as another character, the player playing as another character that has to take down Kratos. And mm-hmm. I thought that that might be a direction that they might eventually go into because I, I feel like thematically it would work because that was kind of what you were doing throughout the whole other games was Kratos taking down all these other gods. And eventually, why not have another character trying to take down Kratos because he's become all powerful or something like that?
1: Um, I, so I do think the series is headed in that direction, like whether mm-hmm. it's something like, like uh, Got War five or six or whatever they decide to do. Yeah, yeah. With the yeah. series, like I mean, I could actually see like I mean, if you're following regular three X structure, Kratos would die at the end of the second game, and then the third game would be Atreus. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, that's something I can definitely see him doing. But I mean when you're reviving the series they kind of needed kratos in the century so
0: yeah absolutely uh, i i kind of had a suspicion like maybe kratos would die in this game like but I, I i guess it makes sense that like to continue building on what they've established with this game that they and we'll go on to the, we'll get, we'll get into this later on in the podcast but um okay. you know like i, I think it, i guess it does make sense that they didn't want to necessarily kill him off in this game um, so with all that said let's move on now from the story and sort of uh, character stuff we'll move into the actual like the combat and the gameplay because obviously just as much as the story stuff in this game there's been a lot of changes to the the kind of fundamentals of how this game works because you know God of War in the previous games was very sort of uh, arcadey almost the way that the combat worked and you know it's it's very surprising i think to see how they they basically changed it they basically turned this game into god of dark souls is like more or less it's like it's very similar it's, Great it's much
1: journalism there
0: it's much it's, well i haven't i haven't said that god of war no, is the dark Souls i, of I god agree of war. i agree with you. yeah i'm just my
1: best my
0: yeah yeah I, I mean i think that's the most immediate comparison that people are going to have to this game because the combat is way slower and heavier um but also because it's... it has more of an action rpg sort of mentality to it um yeah
1: it's like an I, I think it's more of a I mean, I know I might piss off some uh from software fans saying this, but I think it's a more mainstream Dark Souls. It's kind of that same mm-hmm. formula, but it is a little more forgiving. I mean the game still gets very difficult in a couple areas. Yeah. So but um, yeah. But it's kinda <laughs> it's more accessible where you can I mean, the game sold over like three million copies at this point. So like yeah. It's something with more mass appeal like that that people will pick up and then it kind of has this more methodical but still like action-packed and rewarding gameplay. And as actually somebody who's not always the biggest fan of the Souls series uh, or the Souls games, like I, I actually did like how this did did things a little bit more just because of, like I said, when, I, I don't want to say more casual, but like it did kind of roll things back to a more traditional kind of, like it was a more mainstream Dark Souls basically. And so I think that gives a, gives the, that whole genre a broader appeal. And I know, like, and i I do hate comparing stuff to Dark Souls because I think it's a really
0: it's everyone dumb comparison just because
1: yeah. people will be like, "Oh, this game's hard, it's like Dark Souls when Dark Souls is actually much more about being methodical and learning, and I think that's what would make something like Dark Souls, So I think it took those elements, like the good elements and uh put it into a slightly easier, more mainstream experience with a really emotional story, and everything just came together and worked out,
2: right, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say like initially, like I wasn't huge on the on the combat because I just I felt like I was just swinging an axe. Like I didn't feel like there was anything. Like it, when when you play like a game like because I've played a few of the like a couple of the God of War games. Like I like the idea of like having like the the button combination stuff, kind of like a like a Devil May Cry kind of thing, I guess. Too. It's, yeah, it's, it's still there. I, and it's still there. Yeah, it, I think it's still there, but it wasn't there in the very beginning. Like you're just pressing. The, I felt like you're just pressing the R1 button the entire time. Uh, for like those first like three hours or so but like once you i think once it opens up a little bit more i think a lot of the like the skill tree stuff and once you get the different um what are those like upgrade things where like you can make like time slow down or something like i can't remember exactly there's like yeah, some the like, yeah the, those, the runic attacks yeah, like, yeah yeah once you get like the runic attacks and stuff like that and, and like once uh once the trays can start like shooting a bow and you can use that too as like a as a a way to like kind of manage the the crowd do some crowd control while you're doing that like I, I think it opens up in like a really great great way um but initially like i was not huge on it for sure
1: well you got you got to kind of wean people into it too yeah and i and that's
2: something that i understood once i like i was like oh i get i get it they were trying to teach me how to do all this stuff like piece by piece by piece and i understood that it was just like initially i was like uh, i don't like i don't see what people are saying about this combat and but then I saw it like once I was like about five hours in or so. So I, I
1: do love the combat. My one complaint does come from the combat though with the game. It's that uh I think the combat's amazing and it's almost like a Thor game with how it works. Uh when you're fighting stuff uh directly in front or behind you, and I think even when stuff's behind you, you have the quick turn and so it creates it makes you feel really badass. But I feel like this system uh, does not work or its faults start to show whenever you have to fight something that either moves really fast or flies uh, because the, the, the systems because yeah. the system's not built for that because I feel like basically you kind of you either can you you can't attack anything on your sides really until you get the chains. And yeah. so you're either like basically directly in front or directly behind you. and I feel like the, the, most of the game does a really good job at managing that and creating challenges that like crafted around that. But then towards the end when you're fighting some of the really powerful dark elves and the Valkyries in the post game, uh, I feel like uh, the flaws start to show because these are characters that can fire projectiles from across the screen behind you and you can't see it on the little counter bar because your camera's aimed upwards and there isn't really a good way to see that. So I just feel like those fights kind of for just for the sake of difficulty we're like oh we're gonna make you fight a super powerful flying enemy not noticing that kind of breaks the system and so while well, i think the game does a really good job of working within its uh excellent gameplays limits i feel like towards towards the end of the game when they really want to start uh, pumping up the difficulty i do feel like it gets a little cheap in a couple areas because it doesn't really build for uh aerial combat.
0: Yeah, like the the elves were easily my least favorite enemies because they just they just move so fast and like trying to like you know, because throwing the axe is not necessarily the fastest process. Like you have to aim, you have to throw. It takes a little bit to hit, and like it just they like a lot of times I would lie at the shot and hit and throw the axe, and they would you know dart away immediately and miss. Or like the witches, especially, I think were kind of frustrating because it was like first, first first you have to shoot them, you have to shoot them with the yeah. arrows first to kind of stun them, then hit them with the axe. And I
1: think that's that. That was a little more manageable though, because because like they were still kind of they were not in the air, they were directly in front of you. They were. So those, yeah, uh, yeah. those those were kind of like pushing it the most with. Like what the system could do, but yeah, like I agree with the elves. Like, once you kind of put flying and projectiles into the mix, like it, it, with an enemy that moves super fast, it kind of the system the cracks start to show. Yeah, so I'd say if I had like one major complaint besides like occasional frame rate stutters when coming out of a sleep mode, it'd be that, but the game for the most part even when it comes to gameplay is absolutely amazing i also found it weird that you use the b button for platforming but i got used to that quick
3: oh that's uh, actually i was just or like, not do, B, circle
1: because
3: uh, B button <laughs> so <laughs> i
1: actually uh
0: that's actually one thing i didn't think of it too is uh what control settings did you guys use did you use the uh the classic or like the default settings
1: the default i use the default. Uh, default okay. Default, okay. default because it was easier to aim Okay, because I actually,
0: I, uh, so I switched to the classic controls, which basically changes it to what the previous God of War games were, because I think my main thing is I really, I really don't like using melee attacks on triggers, like it just doesn't feel right to me, like I prefer using the face buttons, so that, that felt better to me when I was playing the game, using the, the face buttons, but, uh, yeah, aiming was a little bit harder, I think, because it just wasn't like, it wasn't, you weren't able to transition right away, um, And I will say, though, like, I know what Tomas said, like, I think the combat, like, I love the combat overall, I thought it was great, and I think it was, like, it does feel like Dark Souls, but with a little bit more leniency to it, because especially, like, when it comes to blocking, you have, like, such a, you have such a wide window of, like, blocking an enemy attack, um but i really don't think it works well when you're fighting things uh on your sides or behind you like even though there's the quick turn like i really did not use the quick turn at all i I, usually just i usually i usually just try to dodge around and
1: it it makes things a lot easier if you can i I know it's it's at a weird like especially on the classic controls but like if you use it combat actually becomes a lot more dynamic and easier because you can hit something in front of you a couple times stun it quick turn hit what's behind you roll and then like like there's more advanced stuff you can do once you take advantage of the quick turn but i do understand that because like down on the d-pad is not the best place yeah for that. it was it yeah. was i think if it yeah. was in
0: a better button placement it might have worked better but i just like if it felt like it was a solution and it was there i just don't know if it was like the ideal way to <laughs> sort of address that problem um but otherwise yeah. like like aside from those things that we've sort of pointed out like i overall i thought that the combat was a lot of fun and i really enjoyed uh, you know doing it and uh, especially as you kind of unlock new skills later on like i i think probably one of my favorites is that attack if you hold down the heavy button and kratos does that kind of execution move that just can kill most of the lower leveled enemies in like one hit and just chop their head off like that was just so satisfying <laughs> to use all the time
2: the the only thing that i didn't like about that like when you press it are you talking about when you press in like the the r3 button or whatever
0: the, i think well it, it, for class it was uh, for me it was triangle for the heavy attack like if you hold it down he'll like charge up and then like, okay. like
2: cleave a guy in half yeah, it's like when they show like the reds, like the red it turns like a red circle over them or something like that, kind of kind of, of yeah. Yeah, like I, the only thing that I had a problem with that was that I think the animations were way too long. They, like, yeah, and they got re- very I, repetitive too. I ran into a were the couple same of ones.
1: glitches with that too. Like oh, I really? would pick up a guy and uh run into a wall, and then Kratos would just like keep going onto a pile of rocks. Yeah. And get <laughs> I literally got stuck in an animation one time because I did it into like a corner with some rocks. And yeah, I think I think the movie. only one of
0: those, the only one of those I didn't like were the ones where you did like the charge attack where you just like run infinitely into an enemy. Until like eventually it like gives out. That yeah. one was. Kind of, I yeah. wish there was a way yeah. to stop it earlier. And also that and the um the the one where you do on the, tro- the the little troll enemies where you like hop on their back and they like charge and hit guys like that one also was kind yeah. of like annoying to do over and over. Yeah. yeah,
1: there was stuff like that in the original God of War. Right there, there was. Stuff, yeah. yeah, there was. Yeah, so the, uh, like that, that was the, they kind of had to put that in there. I think I'm uh, just thankful from a design standpoint. I'm
0: glad that they took out um because in the old God of War games when you had to do the button prompts they used to have the half circle like the control where you used to have to rotate the controller stick certain ways yeah. and those were so frustrating because half the time they just never worked right and so I'm glad yeah. that they they took those out of this game. They and took so, the David so, yeah.
1: Cage QTs out Okay,
0: they're, yeah, <laughs> still, I mean there's still like there's still quick time events in this game but oh, I feel yeah. like they're, they're significantly it's, yeah. less like it's, less it's usually just like
1: mash the B button or yeah. something. No they, yeah.
0: they toned them down a lot in this game which I thought was good. Well because
1: people are also like God of War is one of the games that popularized them so yeah absolutely, because they're yeah. such a hated element in games nowadays like i do think like when they when they came to design this they were probably like okay we still need to put some in there because it's the series but like on the back my my one
0: my one last thing i'll say about the combat and stuff though too is that like i literally i think like when i first started playing the game whatever i literally spent a good like 10-15 minutes just throwing the leviathan axe around and seeing how the system works like (laughs) i just like that that system felt so good, like they made it feel so bad. And I know a lot of people said it's like basically Thor and the the, the hammer. Um, yeah. But just the way that they made that feedback feel, it just it felt so good. I literally I'm would sure. just, okay. I, I would literally I'm just throw the axe as far as I could, and just to see how long it would take for like the, the axe to come back. And like it was, it was yeah. a lot of. I'm fun. I'm
1: sure uh, Square Enix is probably like crap. They stole our Thor gameplay <laughs> <laughs> for their Avengers game. For their Avengers <laughs> and game. There, there, yeah. there's, there's actually another game coming out called Rune. Uh, that uh, is, like, based off Norse Norse mythology, and it's kind of a Dark Souls style. Like, it's very similar to God of War in concept. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I no. feel like this game probably we came out in human head was probably like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, they took but, our idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's, it was pretty funny. I don't know. Uh,
0: Tanner, do you have anything else you wanted to add about, like, the combat and stuff? Or
3: I mean, I, I, I you know, for me, gameplay is, is secondary in a lot of ways to the story. That being said, this was the first title that – or one of the first titles that li- made me just go back to a story-based game and just screw around for hours because the gameplay is just so much fun. And there's yeah. so much variety to the way you can go and attack enemies. I mean, uh, the, one of the things I just love doing is going into an area and, and saying, all right, I'm going to take down enemies only using this specific way. And uh, I'll say, like, all right, light uh, axe throws only and I'll just try and do that. And it's just so much fun to, it's just so much fun to do that because, because the gameplay is so dare I say perfect. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of things in gaming and movies are perfect, but the con the combat is it's, it's,
1: it's, it's it's a masterpiece just like
3: everything else about the game
1: (laughs) oh yeah when it clicks it really clicks yeah Yeah. and i think i think
0: one of the things they did really well too i think is that like and we're going to go into this in a little in a little bit but uh when you do get the blades of chaos back and you get to use those um you know i appreciate that like even though the blades of chaos are pretty powerful and they like i think they they do kind of solve a lot of the issues of the combat that uh we kind of pointed out earlier they um they did a good job of making them feel distinct enough from the axe that like it didn't oh, feel yeah. like oh now that I have the blades of chaos I don't have to ever use the axe again like the axe still yep. felt like it still had its own its its own unique purposes in combat and and you know sort of exploration that made it essential to have and yeah. that it wasn't just like well I have the blades of chaos so now I don't need to use the axe anymore like I still went back I still switched between both weapons like pretty consistently.
1: And, and- also,
3: I gotta say that oh I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: oh uh, no one one thing I was saying too that one thing. I was a little afraid when I first got them that they would make it play exactly like the original God right, of War, which yeah. wouldn't work in the style of uh, like in the the style of a game. So I, I was kind of happy that they adapted to them. So it's still kind of it still kind of felt like the old games, like because I did play a little bit of the older ones, but like so it still kind of felt like that, but it adapted it to the new control scheme and gameplay style.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, um, but but like the when when you first get them. In the story, that whole section—oh my god, that that whole that whole section when you first get the blaze of chaos we
1: will get to we'll so are yeah
3: yeah, we're, we're yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You weren't in control though. You just kind of sat on a boat for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> gonna, like uh, waves, you
3: know. It, it was <laughs> setting the scene because you're like, you can tell oh, something yeah. is coming, and you just oh,
1: that d- definitely. Know yeah. what it is. Well I think that's yeah. yeah. actually you know, it, it was. Let's, it was great. I'm just making fun of it. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Let's
0: um, let's start to move into the story stuff now, so we can kind of dig uh, dig into that. Um, so obviously the story in this game, the the sort of main plot is that uh, Kratos is you know this is a, well after God of War three when Kratos essentially killed all of the Greek gods and, and, and devastated Greece. Um, so now he's kind of trying to lay low and build a new life for himself. Um, and it's interesting, I think, that we see that like we're picking up from uh you know Kratos's wife uh what was her Faye was her name uh Fae. so we're we're yeah. Faye we're we're picking up when Faye has passed away we are introduced to him and Atreus as they're trying to climb the highest peak of the the land and and um you know spread her ashes on the uh, you know across the across the land so i think it's it is interesting though that i think we picked up at this point rather than seeing Kratos at you know uh, him with with Faye and sort of atreus being born that we're picking up at this sort of specific moment um so what did you guys think of like this the the premise of the story and sort of the um this plot
1: i i liked it it's kind of a to draw more comparisons like logan came out uh, last year mm. and there there's a lot of right potential in these stories where you kind of you take this old action badass hero kind of person but I mean, traumatic or like emotionally and in your psychologically that actually being that would mess someone up a ton. So like stuff like Logan and God of War, just it's better to jump years into the future and show the impact that yeah. the previous like games or whatever had on them. So I feel like with this uh, game, like I, if it, it wouldn't have been as uh, like as emotional if it started like right after yeah. he came back because it still wouldn't have hit Kratos yet but going years later where you can tell he kind of restarted his life and he regrets what he did in Greece and he wants his son to be better than him. Like, yeah. And so by int- by starting the game when they did all that, it it kind of skips that uh, emotional journey and starts you off somewhere much more interesting than where he was at the end of uh, God of War 3.
0: Right, and obviously, like throughout the game, like because we we've um, there's this sort of backstory that we we didn't see like with you know Kratos and Faye, It kind of lets uh, Atreus and Kratos and their conversations sort of peel back that history that we haven't um, really seen and sort of develop their characters while while they're doing that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, so the 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 actual story itself um i i I, once again it it's just so different than the other ones i mean you have such a a, a, a dichotomy between the two stories i mean the first three was you know rage kill gods i'm i must i must kill yada yada yada, like kind of seemed a little childish almost and this is just just such a much more mature story
1: than now now it's like What would have Kratos' dad thought of Kratos? Yeah. You know what I mean? so that kind of—I mean, I know his dad's or Zeus. Um, but uh, yeah, no. But it's just, just kind of like that. That's that was kind of the point, though, is that because Kratos was very childish in those times. Now that mm-hmm. he actually has an alive child, he's kind of like, oh God, is he gonna become like me? Because he's a god. Uh, yeah. So no, that's kind of his thing, where his because he was so childish and brash in his actions, he doesn't want his son who's actually childish and brash to make the same mistakes he did. Right.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. It. It. Uh, just, I, I give so much back to, to Corey Barlog. I mean, he, you know, he was the director of God of War two, which is like, you know, he, he, so to show that he can go from that to this is, I mean, obviously God of War two is still a really great game, I'm not saying that it's not, but it is, like I said, more, I guess, quote unquote, immature than this one. And to see him go from that to that is just, it's awesome.
1: (laughs) Definitely. And I think part of it too is uh, he's been talking about his kid a lot too. And so my my guess is he actually kind of, he's become a father in that time. And so I feel like he kind of took some elements from his real life and put it into the game and what it feels like as a parent.
2: There's an interview with him and uh there's that moment where uh they're going down an elevator and they're like drinking the like the alcohol or whatever yeah and he and he does the ah thing like really goofy thing mm-hmm. and i guess that was something that like in the interview he said that was something that he took from real life and he, he wasn't sure if they should put it in or not and stuff like that and they just he decided that oh we should put this in because it makes it feel like a more genuine like father something to him oh, it felt
1: like that. definitely like sharing your first drink yeah uh yeah but Um, One one funny, this is a funny uh, story from the game. There's a point in Tears Temple when you're in a puzzle and Kratos is drowning. uh, And I just remember in that whole scene, like it's kind of, it's very tense and it went into the death cutscene because I didn't do it fast enough. But, <laughs> but what happened was the the uh, button prompts still were activated in this death cutscene, and so Kratos is like, "No, Trace and Trace is like, "Dad." But then as he was dying, he was like, "Middle one," <laughs> and then <drowned. laughs> so Kratos' last words were, "Middle one." <laughs> that that
0: that puzzle was like really I really did not like that puzzle. It was kind yeah, of because well, it
1: didn't make sense. There should you should have had to pull that middle one down. Yeah. But you didn't
0: yeah. To, i so, i i died the first time i from. did that too like once yeah. i got after that was that was one of those things where it was like you kind of had to like like trial by death where you kind of had to die to figure it out and then yeah, yeah. like because that totally happened to me uh yeah, that
1: was probably the funniest moment for really yeah, the whole game
0: yeah. i think i think for me this story like i just loved like sort of the simplicity of it and just how it like you know it was uh, it gave enough of a uh, of a motivation for kratos and atreus and and sort of their their journey but then it left enough room to you know explore other aspects of the game like their relationship and then uh the the various other uh and and this is i think the next point we're going to touch on now is the, the other characters they sort of meet across this journey yeah. um so, uh, going into that, so uh, these are just a couple of the characters that uh, sort of get introduced throughout the game. We have uh, the stranger, the world serpent the witch in the woods mimir brock and Sindri, and modi and magni so maybe let's start with uh the stranger and just because he's one of the sort of the first big characters we get introduced with with probably i would say the game's best boss fight i would say oh yeah that That was
1: i was blown away by that scene because just like i mean the game's beautiful in general but just that was that was the one because i mean of course it's in the first like 30 minutes so you're gonna put the most money into that one yeah but uh like you know, when you're just punching each other and the trees are breaking, like that actually for lack of like, a better way of wording it, like it felt very next, general yeah like I was like, oh, <laughs> this is something that definitely could have been could not have been done oh, absolutely. on PS3. yeah, uh, just because you were you were kicked back into trees, the trees were breaking the multiple pieces they were landing in the snow, the snow had imprints and like even on and the frame rate was fine even on our regular PS4. So I was just I was just amazed. Yeah, by yeah. that fight, and even even as, uh, and they get a little more traditional as you go on. But I was still impressed by all the yeah, uh,
0: and I, I think my my one thing is I I kind of wish that they only did maybe one other fight because they because you end up fighting him I think three times throughout the game, and I kind of wish that they just left it either well, that or like one other fight.
1: The the second time was more of a QT. But yeah, like, it yeah. was, but
0: I think it just it got repetitive by the end because literally you spend a good portion of those fights just punching him in the face over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> it just got a little, it got a little excessive. Um, but I think that that first fight with the stranger and how you know he he sort of comes looking for Kratos because he knows that you know he knows something about him and who he is. And I think it just really did a, an effective I, job of sort of kickstarting this sense of like danger that Kratos and Atreus are going to encounter on their yeah. their journey.
1: And I, his his story is also very. He was a character who, I mean, he's shrouded in mystery, and then you learn not even through like the game directly, just through a conversation Kratos and Atreus have that he's Balder. Yeah. Uh, and then they build on that, and you kind of you hear Freya has a son, <clears throat> and then you learn he's the son, and that she made it so he can't feel pain out of love, but now he resents her, and it's kind of it's more of a commentary on parents who interfere too much. in their children's lives and that's and i didn't even notice that at first but then like at one point towards the end in the final boss fight where he's just like you just kept on interfering i was just like uh and then that clicked in my mind where i was like holy crap that's what this whole story's about
3: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um
1: you know he was a character i didn't really care i i didn't really like him in the beginning in like a not a bad way but like you're just kind of like oh you're kind of the evil guy who's like the recurring villain but then as you kind of learn that he's more it kind of shows the tragedy of the gods because he's a very tragic uh, warrior where he actually seems like he may have been a decent warrior beforehand, but then his mom did something to him out of love and it ended up ruining his life because he couldn't feel anything yeah.
2: right. Yeah. I thought this was yeah. like a pretty interesting take for his story too, because, like, like again, like I've been reading a bit of about it, and like he like the idea that Loki, I mean, Loki is the one who kills him, like, but he doesn't do it. Like with his hand in in Norse mythology he like mm-hmm. he like tricks he doesn't trick a person he kind of basically like tells like uh, controls a person or something like that like another person to do that like use the mistletoe on Boulder it's not Loki actually doing it. So I thought that was like kind of like I thought like some of like the little things that they've done like throughout that story like the the little like their takes on Norse mythology I thought were really interesting and I, like I thought this was one of them that I was like, oh, that's super weird because they don't say that he's Loki at that point, but he's the one who kills him. And I feel like they like kind of hint at him being Loki like throughout this entire game.
1: Oh yeah, no, definitely like, that that radio him, like, and like shape like
2: when when he's just like, yeah. hey, can I, can I be an animal? Like when he yeah. when he yeah. right yeah
1: he's mm-hmm. he's summoning wolves the whole game. Yeah, through his magic yeah. powers exactly. You're like they were like he's Loki. I mean that was that was probably the first moment in a long time I've flipped my shit so majorly yeah. in a game. <laughs> like like <laughs> probably since uh spoilers for arkham city since uh joker died probably was the last time I, an ending made me go like holy shit at the top of my lungs and yeah. uh like so but i just remember and especially because it was like same around i don't want to spoil that movie but it was around the same time as like infinity or oh. Loki <laughs> so, uh, L- yeah. had a very interesting month um yeah. yeah so uh you know i just remember that like they were when he's just like oh yeah uh those things the murals they called me Loki I was just like and oh like, my god what? everything makes sense now and it's so yeah, and,
2: and it's and like it because
1: of game in perspective yeah
2: yeah, just like cursory knowledge of knowing like oh Loki's like half giant or whether whatever and like finding out his mom was a giant like it didn't even click in my head for some reason yeah and like it's, he, it's, it's yeah, like it's, while they were walking down he's like oh so I'm half giant and half god I'm like oh, where did Loki go? Like, where's Loki in this game? I didn't even, like, question it at first. And then he's like, oh, they were calling me Loki. I'm like, oh, this is
1: crazy. Those are the best best (laughs) reveals, too, where you can where they put enough clues to where you could come to that conclusion without them telling you in a way. And then the game finally tells you it's Loki, and then in your mind, you can retroactively put it back together and be like, oh yeah, they've been dropping. It wasn't something where they just kind of were writing the game as they went along and like oh yeah now he's loki it was something where you're like oh yeah you can clearly see he's loki from the like towards the beginning of the game yeah like actually look at stuff
2: if you yeah if you knew anything about norse mythology even like like him is asking about if he could change into wolves or like him like killing a boulder with the mistletoe it's like those are clear indicators that he's loki but if you didn't know anything about it then like and again this goes to the point of like i think a lot of people know greek mythology more than norse mythology like you would have no idea and like I think there's also a moment like during that boulder fight at least for my like, like what I saw and read and stuff like there's a there's like a tablet that he like smashes you through or that you smash uh, boulder through and like it depicts the the scene where you do like kill boulder and like it mm. just tells you right then and there like that's uh, what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Oh that's cool. Hmm. Okay. So it's like that. there's
2: like a bunch of like things like sprinkled in there that are telling you like who these people are and like what's going to happen in the story. But like you would never know unless you're like real, either into it or you were like really looking for. It. Yeah, I thought that was like that's something that's really cool that they did. They did with this game. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that, that was a that was a kind of a low note to end it on too. Where like usually, and I have seen some people voice disappointment that the game didn't real huge bombastic ending, but that was never really the the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. where it was just it was this personal journey all along and it ended on a super huge reveal and I mean you did have that huge bombastic fight with uh Boulder and but that did kind of almost seem like it didn't seem like it would be the final boss. And then you but then it. the game kind of just ends on this quiet note with this huge reveal and almost kind of you you it's such a shocking reveal if you don't know it's coming yeah. at the end there mm-hmm. that I just re- you're just kind of walking down and then the silence just kind of allows you to take it all in and then you're like oh it's over. Now I want to yeah. play God of War Two, which probably won't be out for three to four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Um, um, so I think since we've we've <laughs> mentioned her a couple times before, and since she's tied to Balder, let's talk about uh, the witch in the woods, who uh, is later revealed as Freya. Who, uh, Thomas, is she
2: like? The, she's like the fertility god of of Norse mythology, or
0: something yeah, like be- that. Yeah, I
1: believe so. Yeah, I believe so.
2: Isn't she? Is she the leader of the Valkyries? Am I wrong to think that? No, no, that's no. Br-
1: Bruna Hild- I, I'm probably. Bruna Brun Brun Hilda.
2: Name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brun, uh, Brun,
2: Brun uh. Brun Hilda. <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's been a while since I. Yeah, no, but uh, they know the Valkyries are different. But um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, she's a. But, yeah, no, she's she's a significant guy. I I was not expecting that. I actually, I thought she was Athena at first, uh, mm. and then, um. But then when they revealed she was Freya, I was like, oh yeah, that also sense.
0: Yeah well I think especially because I mean she stands out obviously because she's like the main I I mean aside from uh, Kratos and Atreus from the the wife and mother like you know she's I mean she's the the main sort of female character in the game.
1: She was yeah she kind of took a motherly role in the story.
0: Yeah and I think that that's like the most significant aspect of her is like as much as Kratos and Atreus is about like not only parenthood but fatherhood then like she sort of uh, reveals these layers of motherhood and you know gave this other side of of, uh, Mm -hmm. you know being a parental kind of like on an opposite track from what Kratos and Traya's was were with her and and Balder. Yeah, where... she she
1: cared about her son. I don't want to say too much, but like she she loved her son so much that she ended up ruining his life.
0: Right, this which, kind of, which yeah, I mean yeah. may not necessarily be the best uh, depiction of motherhood, and you know it might be, it's a, <laughs> might be some some problems with that. Uh, but well, overall, I
1: thought sexist. My, but I think uh, but friend. I think I think overall like. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, that is the one thing that sort of stood out to me is that, like, obviously, God of War has not necessarily been the most female-friendly series ever. As like, there have been some no, pretty, no, some pretty really? bad depictions of, you know, like we, we won't get into that too much. Zero but, um, sex
1: scenes in this game. Yeah, no, I think,
0: um, <laughs> I think with, with like, I do appreciate like how they they did you know make Freya a bit more like you know not just a you know sort of depiction of, of femininity like the previous games have had and she she was yeah. actually a fully formed character and had a story yeah, line drawn, and, yeah. and you know in the beginning like they make her you know at first she's friendly but obviously as the game goes on there's sort of more secret layers to her character and and why she gets involved yeah. with kratos and, and that, kratos, that, but
1: and that story's super tragic too because it actually kratos killing boulder actually shows that kratos has become a better person yeah. Because he cares about Freya, and so when Baldur's gonna kill her, he's like, I'm not gonna let you do that. I already I I lost my wife and daughter and uh and so he just he doesn't want anybody he cares for her to die. And even though he kinda resented her when he learned she was a god, she saved his child and he has immense respect for her, so he's not gonna let some like bratty god kill her. But then in the same thing, she almost wanted to die in that scenario. And then, no, the, I love that scene, too, where she's like, I'm going to take every horror in the world and, like, put it down on you for killing my son, where you're just like, oh, shit. So it's like Krios oh, yeah. legitimately does something good and nice for somebody he cares about, and it still backfires on him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that... Uh... That that ending where you're you're just like I saved you. What the hell are you mad at me for? <laughs> like,
1: well, you you did kill our child, which any parent yeah, even, right yeah. no matter the relationship's going to be like like if someone killed Kratos' kid, that wasn't him. He'd probably be pretty mad. I mean, he's mad at himself for killing his own children. So yeah, like, what's interesting I mean, is sense. that
3: <laughs> what's interesting is that later on in the game, uh, if you try and go back to the witch's house, uh, you can't get into her house anymore. You can you can go into that underground part, but you, you can't go into the house.
0: Anymore. Oh,
3: interesting! I didn't I didn't do that. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So that that was one of those things where I'm like, are they? I, I'm sure it's possible, but they they might be setting her up as a future villain. Probably. I, I, it'll
1: be yeah. She'll she'll be in an interesting spot in the Secret War yeah. DLC or whatever they decide to do for this game. Yeah. So uh, See
3: I I need that. I I need that in my life.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, the, the and the, that's the thing too why I think the kind of low key haha low key <laughs> uh, ending <laughs> um uh, made it, some people mad cuz especially with h- how huge of an undertaking games are these days it's mm-hmm. going to be at least a year before we see like a large piece of DLC like Lost Legacy for the Uncharted games mm-hmm. or it's going to be uh like multiple years before we see a sequel and so I think this story does leave you wanting more, and that. that's great. And I think that speaks volumes that you're like, I want to play God of War 5 as soon as this game ends. Yeah, I mean, but, personally,
0: uh, like I appreciated how sort of close, cl- uh, you know, uh, oh, it's it also a like complete a close- story. It, yeah. yeah, it's a complete, it's a complete experience, and I think like it gave me yeah, exactly what I wanted. And like, I I do want to see more of it, but like, I think for what this game gave me, like, I I really appreciate that it was just like a oh, yeah. complete story.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, I do, I I will say, I do think benefit from like a side story dlc about you know someone i i i definitely think it could benefit from that and i i personally want that if i'm being honest
0: yeah, I don't okay, want to. We'll, we'll have to. Person. We'll have to see if they actually do because I, I know, like Corey Barlog, I think he did an re- interview recently where he said he's not really interested in you know in doing that yeah. and all that.
3: Um, so and let's, I understand
0: that. Yeah, yeah. let's um, quickly go through just a couple of, like the supporting characters that are in the game. So we have. Um, so we talked about Stranger, the Witch in the Woods. Uh, we've also got the World Serpent who shows up as like one of the big you know sort of time uh, travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got uh, the it's World Kratos. Serpent uh world of like I would say that's
2: going on
0: yeah oh, I yeah. love
1: when you are uh, rode inside him that, that yeah was that was that oh, was a yeah, cool sequence but... i love how there's just like whole buildings with like working chains inside though you know it's like it's like oh yeah i'm gonna zip line down this building in the middle of the world it's like yeah, yeah sure the acid isn't like melting away at that's <laughs> yeah
2: um
0: and then i think one of the, the one of the other like significant characters of the game is mimir who you uh you behead pretty early on in the game and you he accompanies you on most of your travels uh i think yeah, he was he just is. a great source of not only like i think as a great source of sort of explaining the lore of norse mythology and all that stuff but also just he was really good comic relief like he was just a nice foil for for kratos and Atreus throughout the game
1: you need that too for such an exposition heavy character yeah like they kind of they kind of mask that exposition and humor yeah which works and then i also i also love his like final line in the game i know this is kind of getting into the ending but like uh basically ragnarok's kind of sped up at the end but i just Mm -hmm. love when he come back and he's laying on the ground and he said uh then you ask him, like, oh, what were Brock and Sindri doing? And then he says, oh, they were arguing, uh, he's like, they messed with me for, they took a bunch of measurements, and then they began arguing about the weather, and you take that as, like, oh, that's kind of a funny line, and then you go out, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, they were arguing about, like, Ragnarok as well. So there's a lot of smart writing with him. Yeah. kind of, yeah. like, uh, where- yeah. and you foreshadow stuff, like, it foreshadows Boulder being, uh, Freya's child, too, where he just, like, he can't say anything about Baldur. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Then they reveal that, and so yeah, the game. The game, I just think it's an it's one of the best written games I've played, where I think it does, it does a great job at like setting everything up, and like especially making it so once the reveals happen, you can look back and be like, oh yeah, no, that that totally makes sense within the context of story, and was even teased. You just don't know until it happens.
0: Yeah, and yeah. then uh, like you mentioned that we have uh, Brock and Sindri who are the two uh, like dwarven brothers that are the blacksmiths throughout the game. And I think they're also another kind of good pair of like sort of comic relief mm-hmm. characters that you see. And I, I especially love that they, the game gives the explanation of how they appear in all these different realms because they're basically just like time hopping between mm-hmm. the different areas. I,
1: I do feel like that the, we don't know everything about them too because right, Sindri yeah. clearly knew Fae, like that first time you meet, meet him. He's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I, I made that axe for a woman I really like. So I do almost feel that when she died, she could have almost told them, like, oh, yeah, follow my husband and son. So that's a reveal I could see coming in future games where it's like they, they kind of know who they are and what they're doing. But uh, I do love that time, though, when Atreus just, like, freaks out, when he's kind of a cocky god. And he's just like, why are you being so petty and everything, this Sindri, And then it actually causes them to get back together. So it's actually something good came from, like, uh Atreus being a dick. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: That was
0: great. Um, yeah, <sighs> and then the the last sort of pair of characters I had on my list here was uh, Modi and Magni, who we come across later as a boss fight. And I think they're you know like they're they're an interesting sort of boss fight because you're fighting the two of them at the same time. And and uh, yeah,
1: that was Dark Souls inspired.
0: That was that was it, it felt very <laughs> yeah. very Dark Souls. Yeah, playing through
3: that. Um, all right, I think and actually,
1: and, it, and Troy Baker and Nolan. They're
3: just in everything now. Like, I, I didn't realize
1: was, it. was that Troy Baker and Nolan North as Modi Yes, it yes, was. was. Oh my I god, was, it's perfect. I did not <laughs> I didn't
0: I didn't I didn't realize that until like way after I played the game and I actually I looked the like a couple days ago on the Wikipedia page for it and I was like, Oh shit, that was Troy Baker and
3: Nolan North. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that Troy was really was clever like, casting. Yeah, that was I, good. I heard they were in yeah. the game and I'm, I was I before it came out I heard they were in the game. I'm like, Okay, now I'm gonna be going through this game, trying to find them. Even if there's some small little NPC that you can barely talked to i'm going to find these guys and then i immediately as soon as magne and magne and modi came in i'm like oh that's them that's totally them i can yeah, hear their voices
1: i do i do feel like they were they were a little underdeveloped they were just kind of there for the boss fight i do like a, yeah i forgot which one you kill but whichever one survives afterwards i love when he comes down and he's like he's like oh i got the hammer or whatever and everybody just thinks it's because his brother's dead when he's like oh no i actually earned this and you killed my brother and so that puts them in a really weird scenario right, but they, yeah. they don't really because the game is so kind of separate from those gods and everything like uh because the game doesn't really delve into Asgard most like Baldur, Magni, Modi and Freya and the World Serpent are really the only gods you see in the game and yeah. uh oh and uh what's his name? Mimir. uh and uh so I do do feel like they could have been developed slightly better but the, I mean their purpose was served in the story Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they had I a think fun they... boss fight
2: yeah i think their deaths are like something to open up for like like obviously there's a surprise ending of like um of four. Four, but i also think it opens up for other characters like like sif to come in like
1: oh yeah I you think
2: know about that. like
1: yeah, no you will probably see yeah a like lot of Thor characters in the next game
2: yeah so i think that opens up for that because maybe they could go again with i mean it'd kind of be repeating like kind of like the whole motherly thing and you know killing her sons or whatever but like that could work too, where a boss fight might be Sith in the next game or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I could definitely mm-hmm. see that now that you bring that up.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so I think the, the one of the main story things that I think we should we should probably touch on is just sort of this idea of how Kratos is kind of confronting his past throughout the whole game. And obviously, I think the the biggest scene that sort of relates to that is uh, when he gets the, the Blades of Chaos. You know, about I, I guess halfway through the game, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, yeah, two so, thirds.
1: Yeah, but, yeah just... <laughs> somewhere
0: somewhere around there. Um, and, you know, the it's it's like basically like the most like sort of literal and figurative sort of image of him coming to terms with his past. But even before that, I think, yep. I think it might've been before that was it um, when you go into tears, like treasure vault and you find the vase that has him on it with like, you know, the blades of chaos and have to kill all those people. I think that might've been like a little bit before that. Um, yeah, I think so. But yeah, I think it was just interesting how they sort of touched on that idea of how like he's, he, and, and this is also reflected through his relationship with Atreus and how he's kind of like, you know, and, and also there were other points too, where like God war character, uh, uh athena and zeus sort of appear as like visions from god of war 3 as sort of reminders of kratos I, I the, escaping this past of his i love
1: how they use the worst graphics too to kind of shield it as a, <laughs> right? the, they, the thing. i love that one it's kind of it's were they using just I were was they like, just using god
2: of war 3 like just the actual graphics
1: i like that because i'm like oh it's an illusion so it makes sense uh and it saves money um yeah. So yeah, no, I thought that that was a really good thing. I mean, it's just anything is I think it puts Kratos in an interesting part as a parent because, you know, you want to shield your children from like worse parts or mistakes you made in the past to make sure they don't want to do that. So I feel like Kratos was in a position where because of how horrible he was, he's kinda he didn't want his son to be exposed to any of that right, because he's yeah. trying to shield him from becoming the same thing. And in his mind, he thought the best way to do that would be to just kinda shut himself off and never tell him anything but yeah. then like you you have constant like Freya and Mimir telling him like no you have to tell uh Atreus because he I, I mean I know yeah I love that line you hate gods and so your son thinks you hate him because like he, he has such a hatred for the gods so he technically hates his son and when they yeah. said that I was just that made me feel super bad because you can tell Kratos loves his son but because he's so hesitant to gods and his son's a god he's kind of pulled back from his son so it it creates it was a super interesting dynamic with some uh great writing and it's kind of him and and then kratos finally like for such a manly character he finally mans up and tells his son like okay here's what i did in a couple points in the story and i think those were some of the more powerful scenes where like it's and they don't even play it up too much like they're just kind of on a boat or like, about to pull out on a boat, and then Kratos was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a Greek god. You're a god, too. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was a very reserved way of doing that, but it made sense within the story.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. even when, like, uh, towards the end, when Kratos does kind of, like, peel back those layers a little bit and, and reveals to um, Atreus, like, you know, yes, I was this god. I did these things, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it took him this whole game to sort of have the courage to to do that and and, you know, share these things with his son
1: the so thing is though uh atreus still doesn't know he killed his wife and daughter so that's well, there's that very yeah there's some
0: there are there are some things that yeah he has i, he I was expecting hidden,
1: like... that i that, that was something i was expecting for them to reveal to, to this game and then when they did not even at the end there's like there's the payoff with the hand on the shoulder thing when they're in a uh, Jotunheim. yeah because uh, like he finally has his hand on the son's shoulder uh <laughs> and like uh <laughs> uh but well what was i going for again crap i just blinked uh yeah, <laughs> sorry. <I played. laughs> no, you're good. Um, what was I talking about? I <laughs>
0: let's um, let's move okay, over okay. now let's to move the uh. On. Sorry, to sorry. The, no, Please it's listen. it's good. It's good. Let's um, we're gonna, let's move on now towards the ending and sort of uh, discuss the how the game sort of ends and uh, the secret ending also that you can uh, go back and find uh, if you mm. move after on. So uh, so the main ending obviously the um the there's the whole boss fight between Baldur and Freya where you end up killing Balder. Uh, Freya seems very. Revenge filled and trying, you know, as, as we said before, maybe they're trying to set her up as the <clears throat> villain for the next game. But Plot then,
3: twist: Freya turns into Kratos later. Uh, basically, yeah, <laughs> she's like she
0: becomes that chick from Darksiders Three, like the, the female version of a a Kratos. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: you know, uh, one one complaint I do just remember too is I didn't like in this game anytime anyone had to yell; it always sounded very forced. Like when Freya was yelling no at the end and then Kratos yelled like Freya at that one point, the (laughs) delivery was pretty bad on it, but okay, that was just a nitpick. But but yeah, basically, (laughs) uh, you
0: reach the summit and obviously that's where we learn that uh, Atreus is Loki as one of the the big reveals. Yeah. yeah, and then they they spread his ashes. Mm-hmm. There's a very like touching fatherly son moment as they they sort of share in that experience. Um, but then we also get we get a lot of interesting things. I think that sort of reveal where the next you know if uh, when yeah. we get a next God of War that reveal where things are going. Like we see the bodies of the dead giants and and all that. So uh, what do you guys think about like the the ending and where it left There's off?
2: There's that. When they're looking at all the the stuff on the wall, of like um, yeah. like you know, it's a Loki, or like where it says Loki and stuff like that. Like there, there's that last thing that Kratos is looking at, and it's like the weird, where the weird thing where like Atreus is like puking the the what is uh, what I, think is, I think, yeah. think is the world serpent. Most people think is the world serpent because it's it's known that like he he gives birth to it, which also like goes back to the thing where the world world serpent's like oh hey you look familiar kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like. That's weird, because I'm wondering, like, how they're going to do that. Because, like, again, like, this was something I joked about, but a lot, like, people are theorizing that, like, Kratos is the world serpent or something like that. I I, think there were also, there
0: were were theories that Kratos might be Tyr or something like that, too. Like, there's, like, a couple
2: different, like... I believe Tyr is the god of war in... In Norse mythology. In Norse
1: mythology. I I don't think that's the case. I think it's more... The point of Tyr... Was to show like because Kratos, the God of War, is usually seen and depicted as a very violent character. Yeah. In mythology, uh, like Ares is kind of a dick, Kratos is a huge dick. Uh and so, but when they went from a uh, for tier, they were showing, oh yeah, you can be a God of War and still be benevolent. And, and so and they still shows,
2: say and they say that too. They're like, oh yeah. Still like- so
1: it shows Kratos can be a better person, even yeah. with his circumstances. So and I that was kind of I don't think he's tier because but I just think tier is the standard he's working towards.
2: yeah Yeah, i agree with that but yeah i i'm just wondering like where they go with that like you know how are they going to explain like kratos dying because i think obviously i think it's going to happen and it might happen in the next game i think you guys are right in saying that like maybe you are atreus in like the third one like in the third game that they probably will have out i would say yeah but um but yeah i thought that was like super a real interesting thing
1: one inconvenient thing about the ending there the only reason any because Atreus decided to put his hand on the wall as he was walking out, like they could have just walked through there and Atreus couldn't have touched anything. I they wouldn't have found anything out. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, I think that the most interesting thing, that, like like we kind of touched upon, is how like there might be some kind of idea of sort of history repeating itself, or some kind of cyclical, like you know, because I think the biggest thing with that is the whole um, the painting of Loki on the wall with the world serpent coming out of his mouth and sort of birthing the world serpent. I think wasn't I think there was something they mentioned about how the world serpent came about from Ragnarok, I think, or, or something like that. I, I don't. know yeah, there, exactly. there's
1: there's some weird time travel stuff. For there the, is, yeah, because but yeah. then also
0: because like with Thor, well, I guess we're gonna get into this very shortly, but like with Thor with thor coming and you know the the sort of return of ragnarok that there's sort of this like weird cyclical and even like the whole idea like it, i so, think it's reflected with the world serpent too how the world serpent like eats itself and how there's like a, a, this cycle of these histi- these events repeating itself
2: yeah i i think that so it's like it's known that like the and they say it in the game it's just like the world serpent like hates thor yeah, and that's a thing and I think that's like a personification of like Atreus like hating Thor and I think Thor is the person that kills Kratos
1: yeah
0: I think that could be mm-hmm. so actually like since we, we mentioned that I guess we can just get straight into the secret ending um, so basically if you after the the sort of main ending to the story if you go back to Kratos and Atreus' house that plays out with a uh, secret ending where uh, Thor shows up so uh, what do you guys think of, of the this ending
1: I don't think the game needed it I feel no, like I it, it's. So like I think. That. I think it was. I mean, I don't want to be a downer, but like, it was. It teases the next game, and like I said, that's what pains me: that the next entry isn't going to come for two or three <laughs> years, because it's. It, it's like you see that, and then you're just like, and they don't even really fully reveal Thor, but they just like they build this up, and then so, nothing kind of so, comes from it. So I, so we I was. we re- don't.
2: So we don't really know if Chris Hemsworth isn't in this game or <laughs> not. I do. Uh, yeah. yeah but, I just thought so- I just thought how the scene played
0: out was kind of funny because like they do the whole thing where Kratos and Atreus, like they get back to the house and Kratos is like Boy, sleep, and then they cut to that that title card that says like years later, and they literally look the same. They look like, yeah. yeah, yeah. like they yeah. look like they look like they slept for about twenty minutes, and they woke up, and Thor just showed up. <laughs> and like, and then they wake
1: up and look exactly the same.
0: Yeah, they look uh, they look like exactly the same.
1: So I thought that was, that scene I, they they didn't pay him enough to model a it was, teenage it was a,
0: <laughs> it was a cool scene. I just thought the execution of it was a little funky, yeah. especially because was, like yeah, Thor cool. Thor looked cool, but I just thought it was kind of silly how like his cloak reveals back, and he has his his hand hammer holster to his side he's like he has the thing his, he looks like he's like that's a a revolver out of his yeah. like, like, just like, like old western you know, it's like, just after that it's like, like Red
1: dead redemption
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Sorry, October. Yeah, October. but it was
0: it was a cool scene and obviously it kind of sets up where the the next game is going and i guess with with that topic um where do you guys sort of see the god of war franchise going from um this how this ending plays out
3: I think and from from the, from this
0: game in general, like where do you kind of see this game going?
3: I think the beauty of of the way it ended is that it could go a number of different ways. Is that we don't really have. I mean, sure, we have a couple clues on where it could go, but we don't have like one solid hint besides the the besides that one panel at the end as to where it's going to go. Personally, that's personally how I feel.
2: Uh, I think I don't know exactly where it's gonna go, but I think there's certain characters that are. I think that are fairly obvious, or like a good chance that they'll make it in there, and that for has sure. to like like obviously I think there's Thor. Like I mentioned, Sif. I think Sif is another person because Modi and Magni are, are dead. I think <laughs> the second game would also be like where we'd see Odin too. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. We get a, I, at least I, that might be what the Thor reveal for the next game.
1: Like, this game had a very narrow scope with the story. I mean, it was still broad, but like it was very focused on like Kratos and Atreus's journey and now that I think that's complete in the next game it'll kind of turn to Asgard and I think even if we don't get a fight on them all we'll probably meet Odin and many of the other uh and Thor def- definitely Thor we'll I definitely see Thor. Thor Thor's the main guy in the next game most yeah. likely.
3: Yeah. But, oh,
1: yes. uh, and I think it'll probably follow a similar structure to like the previous trilogy in a way where it'll kind of be like like we'll get more of it in the second one and then the third one will just be like all out like everybody's there. Uh, I'm hoping that they
2: don't do that. Like I think I, I think it'd be good to kinda keep it a little bit more like
1: well, they're, Loki's small. Loki's responsible Low- for Ragnarok. So the third it make most sense for once Ragnarok comes for the third game to be Loki taking on all the Greek gods and causing Ragnarok, but from a protagonist uh yeah. perspective because usually mm. it's kind of seen as like kind of this villainous world ending thing but they might portray Ragnarok as like oh the gods kind of deserve it in this universe.
3: Something,
2: something that I'm wondering because like it's like Loki's pretty big in, like in Norse mythology or whatever. And he's in all these stories with, with Thor or, like all these people. And I'm wondering like if there's some way like just like just those small like it was for like a hot minute where I was like, oh I wonder if they do this. Is is with if they um like kind of like like, do, like, a Men in Black with his mind and kind of just erase his memory. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> and, and, like, I, I don't know if there's something so like Will, that Will in mythology confirmed. where they do that. <laughs> That'd be kind
1: of cheap. I don't know. Yeah, don't it
2: know. would be. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I'd like but that. The
1: storytelling's too smart, I think, yeah. for them to do that.
2: And I, yeah, and I totally I see, agree I see where that. you're coming from now. But like like to kind of insert him into this stuff and then like to have Atreus' own trilogy later on and like maybe like the magic wears off or something like that, and then he knows it and then he kind of goes and this is why he becomes this like mischievous person because he just wants to like mess with people the entire time because they kind of screw him over. Like okay. I don't
1: know. Like it's 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 portraying Loki from a protagonist perspective because he's usually are you clapping Tanner? Uh, no. It usually <laughs> portrays him from a uh, like a he's more villainous. Like especially if you're yeah. familiar with the Marvel, you're used to him being the uh, the villain in the story. So this one I think's trying go- going into the future to portray his mischief as like oh no, I'm actually like giving the gods their comeuppance and stuff like that. And yeah. I Yeah. Like that's kind of the route it's gonna go. Where it's gonna it's gonna paint Loki in a more uh, heroic, not maybe not heroic, but a more uh, like protagonist kind of perspective instead of antagonist
2: yeah yeah i think th- th- they'll pull what what they did with boulder in which like you understand where he's kind of thing yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I think I'll be interested to see gameplay wise where the next game goes because obviously like this game did such. I think this game and a lot of a, a lot of the reason why people are responding to it so well and why it's getting such a claim is because it is such a, just a drastic departure from the previous God of War games and how it completely shifted the gameplay, the storytelling, and all that. And I just wonder like if the next game like I'm sure it'll be great like regardless, but just you know if people will respond to it in the same way. Given that I'm assuming it'll probably just kind of be more of the same and kind of yeah, build on I, I build think... on this as a foundation like, but not maybe make as many drastic changes compared to what we saw between this and God of War 3?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think like like we said, we voiced a couple complaints with the gameplay earlier. They can pick those up and somehow make it maybe pull the camera back a bit. Uh i, yeah. I this is just a theory. And uh like kind of like make it so it's easier to attack stuff on your sides yeah. and in the air. Really they could they just need to tweak the system a little bit, maybe make it flow a little better or whatever. Like whatever complaints people have about it right mm-hmm. now. Like I, I, think, I feel like it's something. It's a system that works really well right now, but it does have a couple of noticeable but like workable issues. So if they could turn those issues into like, if they could fix those, I think that yeah, it'd yeah. be like great for I, a sequel.
2: I think if they do something, and I know we've been comparing this to Dark Souls a lot, but like I know <laughs> if they if they did like a like how um, Dark Souls going from Dark Souls to Bloodborne, where it's very similar, but it's just a little bit snappier like I think that I think that would Yeah, yeah, be yeah really good be for the too. game.
1: But I mean Kratos is old and like big, so yeah. that's kind of why the gameplay's slower. But if they do shift it to Atreus I could see. Yeah. But uh Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think they could maybe go, I guess, like, I mean, we're we're kind of see we're going to see this with Last of Us Part 2 where we're getting an older Ellie where like maybe they'll time jump a little bit and, and uh, Treyas will be a little older. So he'll have, you know, a little more skills at his disposal or like maybe even play as him. I think that might be cool, too, if they switch that mm-hmm. and maybe let you play as him in some sections um but I yeah feel i feel like that would be the only way to really change it yeah, yeah i think so yeah i think that that would definitely be seemed like a good way for them to go if they if they went in that direction but yeah i mean i think overall like i just i i wanted to like when they revealed that there was a new god of war coming to ps4 like i was definitely kind of like ugh, like i was like i got very burnt out on god of war after playing all the previous games and just to see that the the change of direction that they took with this game was so refreshing and just after playing this game i really can't say how much enough about how much like how an amazing job they did and just what this game came out to be like it easily what? is one of the best ps4 games i think that's come out in this, I, this generation I, like
2: i think it is the best ps4 game to come out like yeah i, I, I honest i don't like and what i have is, my reservations on it mm-hmm. but like i'm trying to just think of like the game like it's, it's i'm i mean more exclusives because i personally think doom's the best game to come out this generation <laughs> sure. but, but but uh besides that like as like an exclusive like i think it's the best ps4 exclusive exclusive
0: yeah, I think it's I, definitely I it's up there it. for me. I Sorry, Oh
1: what within Shadow of the Colossus, technically. I cannot
0: remake. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> <laughs> I mean I think if I had to pick, I'd probably say like this Bloodborne, like some of like those are like absolutely like top tier PS4 games, yeah. I think, for me, and this yeah. is way up there. Yeah. Where's
3: where, where's the love on
0: I did like (laughs) Uncharted 4 a lot. I think I had issues with some, especially because Uncharted 4 was very long, and I think it needed some trimming. And I actually, like, with God of of War, I think it maybe could have used a little bit of trimming, just because there were some sections, I think, later on that get a little repetitive, and some gameplay things I didn't really love. Um, But overall, Mm -hmm. I think just overall like as a like consistently like this game just i think the production value of it is just so top-notch and just exceptional in every way it
2: looks did you guys play in performance or did you play in i uh, i played on a I I
0: played on a regular ps4 same i I
2: did i did too so i'm the only one who played on a 4k tv
0: yeah (laughs) and michael's eyes just bled as he played this game so it
1: was like the game still looked like i can't imagine how good it looks on a pro yeah like
2: like, i did both of them and like i tried them both out to see how it would work and it's it's so weird because i i I did it in uh like the graphics mode first and that's how i played the majority of it because i want to take advantage of what i bought but yeah. uh but yeah like really when low. i did yeah, really yeah. yeah but when i did the performance mode even though it steps it down to like 1080p it still looks like it still looks great and it, and it like it kind of dips a little bit it's a little weird but it it was so jarring to having like play that in 60 frames per second it was so weird. yeah
0: i was just saying that would be i feel like that'd be the weirdest thing is going to 60 uh, and you got hour, people
1: like... on their keyboards right now be like how can you play any lower than
2: <laughs> yeah. Only 120 frames
0: per second. <laughs> yeah. My God. Well, uh, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up now, and we'll we'll finish up our discussion since we obviously we went over a ton of stuff related to this game. But uh, thank oh, you yeah. everyone for listening and uh, listening listening to us talk about Boy and uh, Kratos. Boy. <laughs> like, we have to get at least a couple boys in there before we end. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you guys for listening to our spoiler cast. And obviously, uh, there's still plenty of God of War stuff that you can read about that's going up on the site uh, if you just go over to DualShockers.com. Uh, I'll, as always follow us on social you can uh, you know, follow us on Facebook and Twitter as at DualShockers uh, YouTube as DSTV Originals Twitch as DualShockers Live uh, SoundCloud I think we're DualShockers I, I hope because uh, that's yes. where this is going up um, <laughs> and just a couple of things if you, wanna, if you want to uh, read more God of War stuff you can read our review from Giuseppe which gave the game a pretty glowing 10 out of 10 score which are not very often on the site so it's a, it's a good Could review to read
3: could
0: have been better <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can also read uh, Logan Moore one of our other staff writers who couldn't join us for this uh, he wrote a really great editorial just to kind of speak talking about uh, five things that he's hoping to see uh, from the series moving forward and some things that we, we kind of touched on but some really interesting uh, other points as well uh, and with that I think we'll we'll leave off there so thank you everyone for listening and uh, we'll catch you around next time for the next spoiler <laughs>